0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, April first. That's right, we made it to April. Uh, If you know anything about how calendars work, that means that we are just one month away from May. So, uh, Dukes, how how you feeling here at the pretty much the halfway point
1: of the college
0: lax season?
1: I can feel the energy. I'm finally fucking done with college basketball. No, no more of that full head of steam with lacrosse bumping out the content. Got a lot of ideas flowing. Uh, you could, I really like am just excited for the next month or two with college lacks segueing into the PLL. So I don't know. I feel great. Halfway through the season, Connor Schellenberg is still the best player in college across and so no fucking surprises there. Um, but yeah, I mean, halfway through the season, it's kind of crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, this is the part of the year. Again, I, I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, you, you start to see just like kids walking around. I don't know how it is in New York. Maybe you see a few sticks flying around here and there. But like I, I was driving through, I uh, had to go to my butcher earlier today in Philly. Mm-hmm. And as I'm driving through the city, see a bunch of kids just walking around with lax sticks in their hands, weather starting to get warm. So this is this is prime time lax season. We've got April, we've got May, then we've got the PLL coming up. So uh, yeah, def- definitely with you there. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, halfway through this season, um it, I guess if you if you roll back the tape and listen to to some things that I was saying in the first episode of the year, um maybe I, I got a little carried away with myself as far as like Duke goes. Uh, I I think that <laughs> I, I think that we found out that Duke uh Duke kind of stinks at the moment right now. Um, but you know, something that I mentioned was that there was going to be a massive gap between the top teams in the nation and then the rest of the schools out there. I think we're seeing that halfway through the season where it's a clear Terps one, Virginia two. I would say the Ivies and Georgetown are kind of right around there, but like, they're definitely Mm -hmm. not like, it's definitely a, a tier one with Virginia, Maryland. Then you've got a tier two with the Ivies and you've got Georgetown thrown in the mix. You can, yep. We'll talk about this a little bit later, but if you want to kind of maybe put Rutgers into that category, I'm fine with it. And then there just seems to be a a big time drop off on like, nobody wants to show up to play. So, um, you know, how how do you feel about the way the first half is really shaken out here?
1: again, Again, I'm going to preface this. I'm sorry that I have to compare everything to college basketball, but anyone that watches college basketball or knows even the slightest thing about it knows that last year, last year it was Baylor Gonzaga one two all the way through, and you just knew that they were going to meet in the championship. And there was a big, big ass drop off between the rest of the teams. That's the feeling this year with college across. It's Maryland, it's Virginia, and then 50 uh, 50 feet of shit, and then you got like the next tier of people. Um I mean I don't really think that anyone can take Rutgers too serious. I don't think maybe maybe some Ivies. I do agree with Larkin that the obvious are so competitive that we won't really know we won't really know how well they can compete with with Virginia or Maryland until probably the tournament. So I don't know. I think I mean, that I think you you think about I mean, th- this
0: is one where it, it could go either way, right? Like the, the Ivies, they're going to keep kicking the shit out of each other. Like all, you mm-hmm. know, all those games, not this, this previous weekend, but the one before, like those three Ivy games all came down to one goal back and forth the whole time. Um, you know, th- this past weekend, still a, a lot of tight games in the Ivy. Um, like, so like, they're going to beat the shit out of each other. And then they're going to beat the shit out of each other again in the Ivy tournament. So mm-hmm. like you you have to wonder like, okay, like, Like Maryland's Maryland's got a cakewalk through the rest of the Big Ten. Like, they're, they're, they've, they pretty much have a cakewalk to Memorial Day weekend after what they did to Virginia and RIP Penn State. I don't think Penn State has a program anymore. Um, And like, like Virginia, like the ACC is not really much of a threat to them. So, like, they're both going to be cruising into the last part of May. Meanwhile, these Ivies have to just like, go to war with each other week after week mm-hmm. after week. So like, is, is that going to hurt the IVs because they're just beating the shit out of each other? Is that going to make the IVs battle tested? So they will be more ready for when they do end up facing Virginia or Maryland in, in the tournament. We'll wait and see. Um, but, it, but it is interesting how like there's, there's one really good competitive conference right now. Like not, not really what we're used to seeing.
1: I, I do think that UNC could steal one. From Virginia. I truly do. I think that just Chris Gray goes up to another level when they play. And Colin Krieg and Cage goes up to another level when they play. We saw that last year. They were really the only team that could play with Virginia at some point, I feel like, especially towards the end of the year. Uh, besides, Harry fucking sweeping them. That was still insane to me. But, yeah, I think that the Ivies, this, if, if we were talked about it with Larkin a couple of episodes ago. If you haven't checked out that episode, go to the YouTube, watch it right now. But Larkin basically said, like, it, that the Ivy should have multiple teams, more than two into the tournament. If there's a year that there's three plus teams from the Ivy get, getting into the tournament, it's this year. Uh, I think they have four teams that are legitimate tournament contenders, final four contenders. Yeah. And I as, was- I, as I said last week too, is I talked about Yale and I said, Yale sucks right now. And of course I knew right after that, I took Yale money line. Cause I was like, this is just what happens in my life. I say a take, it sucks. And then I just fade myself. But Andy Shea, I said this, Andy Shea is a very, very good coach that by the end of the year, they could be Final Four contenders, and it wouldn't surprise me. I saw Shane Thornton, a former Yale player, said that, he, that Andy Shea is a top-five coach in every college sport. I think that's crazy, but I think he's a top-two two, top two college across coach right now.
0: Top-five out of – yeah, that – It's
1: not even close. It's not – who so we, we're gonna have to go Donowski for the best college across coach, right? Then you got well, Gino I'm, or you got G, Gino Oriema from Yukon, then you got Nick Saban from Alabama, then you got Jay Wright from Villanova, and you still have to throw co- Coach K in there because he's still got like co- five days left until he's dead.
0: Okay, so but do you do you put Annie Shea in there in, in about three days? No. It, it, no. Do, do you put him in the top 10? Do you put him in the top 10 in three days? Oh.
1: Ooh, well, I do think he's the second best across coach. If I'm, am I forgetting anyone, anyone off the top of my head? Uh, I mean, I, I think that Tillman is, is there like, yeah. I mean, what are we talking about then? Yeah. Same national championships and what he has about fifteen hundred more final fours.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, even Shane's brother was getting into the mix. Do, do you give do you give Lars the the edge there, or is it just like he has Connor Schellenberger, he has Matt Moore, he had Docs Aiken? Like, I, th- I think he had a, I think he had a few more horses to work with than. Not saying that like I mean Yale obviously gets studs in, but what? No, what for Andy sure. Let's Shea kick Saban did, out then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing though. like,
1: I mean, you're an Alabama guy. We're just gonna kick Saban out now.
0: I I think, I think you have to, I think that the best coaches in all of college sports are all across coaches because you, you think about what they, not, no, not a fucking chance. Um,
1: I mean, no, you I, have to look at Maryland. I mean, they did. I mean, football is just stealing our guys. Now football is just stealing all our guys. Basketball. I mean, it's pretty tough. It's a tough, it's tough environment out there for a college across coach trying to get a guy to come back for his fifth year. He won't come back because he was trying to get like D two football. Um, so yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough world out there for lacrosse coaches. They
0: they they've they've got a difficult job, and you know, luckily there are guys like Joe Sy out there who are uh, <laughs> willing to put together just billion-dollar lacrosse facilities to keep people keep people involved. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like I, I think the Ivies and you know, we we saw all four of them uh, go up against each other. Uh, well, yeah, I guess the past, the past two, like those, those four real contender teams, uh, Larkin, I just kind of fast forward through this part. Like Brown, Brown is, is, is not involved there. Uh, I don't, don't see Harvard really involved there, but that, that group of Penn, Princeton, Yale, Cornell, like those are all teams that can play. Uh, and we got a great weekend out of all four of those teams again. So, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, just starting off with the first one, uh, you know, Penn, they finally got. I think their, their first win where they didn't have to hold their breath until the very final whistle. Uh, so mm-hmm. they got a 15, 11 win at home against Cornell, uh, big time bounce back game from Birkenshaw between the pipes. Uh, obviously he had a, a rough go at it in that shootout against Princeton. He, I mean, it, he got pulled in that game, I think like pretty early into the season second half either way a 15 15 save performance uh out of him against cornell big sam hanley game uh so penn being able to showing a lot being able to bounce back from you know a a comeback that just fell short against princeton the week before and then coming out the next week and getting a, a pretty pretty solid win over cornell
1: yeah no i'm very very impressed with penn I think it's probably – I think that they – I mean, it cha- it's changing every week. I thought said Princeton last week, and then I was like Cornell number two. I mean, but I was very impressed with what Penn did against what I believe is a very, very good Cornell defense and a very good go- goaltender for uh, Cornell. So, yeah, Hanley's the man. Birkenshaw had an excellent game. Uh, he still has no swag whatsoever with his ripped, ugly sweatpants. I mean, yes. seriously. Does he not know that if he just changed the way he looks in cage that he'd probably be like – a serious contender for like one of the, one of the better goalies out there.
0: <laughs> and and the, listen, but the before, before, holds
1: him back. before Lax goalie
0: Twitter gets in here being like, Oh, well he can look however he wants. As long as he stops this, as long as he stops the ball. Yeah. yeah. Like shut the fuck up. Yeah, no, fuck he, he looks like shit. Like it's, it's, it's okay to admit he looks like shit and I'm not anti sweatpants. I know that I kind of got a little bit of that. I, I, I got that rep uh last year when I, when I talked yeah, about, take. Well, no, 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 but but I said uh, the the Dylan Ward John Galloway game where you have both goalies wearing sweatpants is is a little much. I like one goalie in the game to be rocking sweats, but they got to be tucked into the socks
1: for sure. I, I was a huge sweat pant guy. You could also get like, some people say like, don't tuck them in because you get the bagginess to like save the ball. That's fucking bullshit. If you need sweat pants to help you save the, save, the, save a ball, you don't deserve to be goalie, in my opinion. Could you get luck? Sometimes maybe, but yeah, you got to tuck the socks into the sweatpants. pants. must. Um, but yeah, I, you already know that Berkenshaw, he definitely, when he was in like fifth grade trying out goalie for the first time, like no one would hop in cage. He's like, oh yeah, I'm a psychopath. I'll, I'll hop in cage. He definitely had the black cascade um throat guard, like he didn't have the clear one, he had the black solid, like looked like trash. Maybe even like the 1980s, like some dad that played goalie for like Hopkins in the 90s or 80s, he had like the fucking throat guard that like doesn't even exist anymore, like the, the rectangle one. Definitely wore something like that, just, um, just
0: connected to his helmet with a zip tie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe he had a hockey helmet or some shit. Like it's <laughs> just absolute um, trash bag. But I mean, as as terrible
0: as he looks between the pipes, though, playing phenomenal, and I think that this pen team. I'll, I'll tell you what I'm very excited. Like I, I, think that this is a team that should be hosting a tournament game. And if if you get a game at Franklin Field in the NCAA tournament in May, uh, I think that that's going to be a really that that's going to be a great environment for lacrosse. And I think a, a tough uh tough tough order for anyone who has to go up against Penn in May. So really like what they're doing. And then Yale, uh, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before. But, you know, Matt Brandel, just he's had a few good games so far this season, but this was, this was a a patented, Hey, I'm the best player in this league. And let me put up a quick five and three, uh, against Princeton. So 14 to 12 win for Yale over Princeton. Um, dude, this kid in net, this, this Jared Paquette Mm -hmm. speaking about a guy who racks up some saves. I, I think that this is like his like fourth game where he's had at least 15 stops.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very legit and it's kind of crazy to think that they have someone that won a national championship backing him up. Jack Star. Just yeah, I, ins- that's actually
0: insane. I I didn't even realize that he would still still be in school. That seems like because, forever.
1: Because he was he like the covid year fucks everything up and especially when you put together the two seasons that he basically missed. He was star- the starter when they last played. And he's probably like a fifth year senior right now. It's just
0: ridiculous. Well, because he was, was he, he was a freshman that year, right? No, he was a freshman. Yeah. He, he won. The, yeah.
1: He won. He won as a freshman.
0: Yeah. And then he came back Cause, and cause I think like there was a yeah, like goalie contract. Cause it was, contra- cause it was yeah, him there was like and Chris contract. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's also one of those get- cats that like, I don't know if he truly needs lacrosse. I think that he like, lo- I remember hearing like, he loves movies. He wants to like direct, like he's very into that stuff. So like, Maybe he's just like it's my senior year I just want to like you know go out with my friends play play one more season um but yeah it's just it, it is just crazy, crazy to think about
0: Yeah well or or maybe That's just talking. this or or maybe this Paquette kid just keeps uh I mean ca- oh, kind of hard to kind of hard to get him out of the net when he's when he's got 16 17 18 19 saves a game
1: I mean you see this shit all the time nowadays like you even saw last year when well, it, it happens won-
0: at UN. It happens at UNC pretty much every, every year.
1: Huh, yeah. I mean, you even saw last year. Do you remember, I don't even know, like this is just such a little story, but like road won the national championship with Virginia and then, you know, the COVID year and the next year they came back first game back. They had Bobby Gavin, the Syracuse goalie right now, starting instead of um, road and everyone's like, what the hell is going on? But it's, it's goalies have a tough life. I will say that you could be, have be the best goalie in the nation, but if a freshman comes in and he stops the ball better than you, It's they don't give ifs, ands, or buts. It's not like an offensive player, oh, he just had an off game, or a defense player, oh, he just you know, missed some slides, let's just get him out, he'll start the next game. No, goalies have a very short leash, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if there's the key one
1: goal- to, The key to lacrosse is to let in the least amount of goals possible while the offensive players have to score the most amount of goals possible. So you want the goalie that can stop the ball the most.
0: It's actually never really thought about it that way. You have to not give up a lot of goals if you want to win, but at the same time, you also have to score more. So uh, Joe Keeks, break that down in the stats department for us. and see if that <laughs> mess up. Um, One uh, one goalie, though, that I feel like probably has a, has a pretty long leash, but never really has to get it yanked too tight. Uh, Colin Kirst, another... Another big performance for him uh, in Rutgers. They had a big time statement win over Ohio State that got uh, that got things going on our Big Ten Saturday. Or whoa, not not good with dates. Our Big Ten uh, Sunday slated game. So eighteen to seven win for Rutgers. That was that was a game that looked uh, looked looked pretty ugly early on for Rutgers. Right, they were just kind of pissing the ball away left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then all of a sudden they just. I don't know that Rucker's and their NASCAR offense. I don't know how many people were watching this game, uh, were watching the broadcast on Sunday. But holy shit, if you were watching it and you're not sick of hearing about Rucker's NASCAR offense, it's a shame. To I think that it was Ryan Boyle on the call, and I think that he was the one who just constantly kept bringing up the no. NASCAR offense.
1: No, like I we, hate we that. get it.
0: Yeah, I mean they they like to get the ball up, they like to move it quick, they like to go and transition. Like I, but like. It every single time that they touched the ball from like the second quarter throughout the rest of the game, this NASCAR offense. Um, But yeah, I mean, this they, they survived, I, you know, I think Ohio state, they probably came out pretty sure. It was like three, nothing uh, pretty early on in that game. Rutgers just couldn't get anything going me as a, as a noted longtime Rutgers hater was loving to see it. And then I don't know the wheels just fell off for Ohio state. Ross Scott put up four goals in in the game and, Uh, Rutgers just a a big time shit pumping over, over the Buckeyes.
1: Yeah. I was kind of shocked by this score, to be honest. Um, it never really
0: seemed not like there were. So obviously there were two 18 to seven finals on, on Sunday in the big 10. So you had Rutgers 18 to seven over Ohio state. And then you had Maryland 18 to seven over, uh, Penn state, the Maryland Penn state game looked felt smelled everything he could like a a complete shit pumping, a full blown massacre. It was an an embarrassment of all times for Penn state. The Rutgers 18 to seven win over Ohio state never felt like that much of a domination. Like it got out of hand at some point,
1: but the score. I know what you're saying.
0: Yeah. It was a domination, but it didn't feel like, Holy fuck. Like they blew them out.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's also kind of the Virginia, if you want to segue into this, I guess, but like the Virginia Notre Dame game, it was 12-8 on the final the op- score, but op- it, op- was so it was a fuck yeah. – it was a shit – it was a shit-kicking. I mean, even like Entman didn't necessarily pay, play bad at all, and neither did the defense. It was just – Virginia was on another – they are just an on, on another level. And Notre Dame had three goals, I think, four goals maybe in the final, like, 130. So, I mean, sometimes yeah, that's I mean, just how the, the scoreboard offense, shakes out. The offense out.
0: there couldn't get anything going in the front. It was – it was like 6-1 at one point uh heading into the end of the first half. They might have got like one more goal before halftime, I forget. Yeah, um, it was like 6-2 but, 6-3. But yeah, I mean, the that Notre Dame offense it, it's it's going to take a little while for them to to to
1: to get it going. I think I I I honestly don't I truly don't believe it's the offense. I think the offense is fine. I mean, you're also going up against an, a Virginia defense that is legit. I mean, people forget how lengthy and athletic these defenders are for Virginia. I, I mean, they're my favorite defensive unit to watch in the past two years, especially that final four, uh, that championship run. But I mean, again, we say it all the time. Um, I don't trust. Notre Dame's face offs. I mean, they're they're pretty good at winning. You know, like LaSalle will win, will win the clamp and then they've got the face, like they technically win the face off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like,
0: but you're not getting like a jump out of that. Like you're, you're yeah. getting the stat that you won, but you're not getting any advantage over winning that. Exactly. I don't know. But like, I don't know. You look at their scores. All right. So let's take Detroit Mercy out of the equation because. No offense, Detroit Mercy, but you guys don't count for anything. Uh, so they they lose to Georgetown 16-11. So they put up 11 against Georgetown in a loss. They put up nine against Maryland in a loss. They put up 11 against Ohio State in a loss. They put up 12 against Michigan in a win, but we all know that Michigan are frauds. And then they put up eight against Virginia in a loss where a lot of those goals came towards the end of the game. Um like th- those just aren't numbers in in the shot clock era that are really unless you have a defense. Yeah, exactly. Like Dame is is typically known for having that you can win with, um, and I and so, I just think that some of the offenses that if 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 they want to do anything this year where they're going to have to beat a Virginia or a Maryland, I don't think that they have the defense to keep those offenses down to a number where their offense can then. To go back to your point about the point no, of I agree. playing lacrosse and, and winning games, scoring more and getting scored on less. I, I don't think that, that equation works out in their favor with those numbers.
1: Could I be a homer for sure? But I also think that the defense isn't what it used to be at all. I mean, you lost a lot, especially with like the, the portal that had the fifth years come in. Um but I don't know. I just feel like with the Notre Dame philosophy, if you score if you get to double digits, you should win the game. That's kind of how like that's how I kind of. That's how I at least look at lacrosse. Is like that's how I was. I, I learned it was if your offense scores ten or more goals, you should win the. You should win the lacrosse game.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe a
1: little. Like, less, we also come. A, I come a, from like school a, of defense.
0: Right, a, a, but a little less now in the in the shot clock era, where yeah. teams are just looking to go. But I, no, like I, I get that, and I do think that that should be how how a Notre Dame team operates because yeah know, they're, they're mostly known for, for that defense um but you would just like to see i mean i, I think i, I read a, like they were like one for 20 on, on their first 20 shots of the game in that first yeah. half like that's like some of those have to drop eventually like you you might be getting a little unlucky but i don't know Th- those are just numbers where it's like all right maybe maybe something's not working here maybe we're not getting the the looks that we should be getting
1: I'll say it too. I mean, I I am fucking disappointed in the Notre Dame midfield. I thought that they'd be one of the better units um, this spring, but they've been ultimately disappointing. I thought Dobson would have a better year. Um, McCann, Jackaboy, boys. I, I talked so highly of last year. Uh, I feel like he's been non-existent in all the games that I've watched. So, Which I is mean, a shame because it's always fun
0: to hear his name get, get We out. We need Jackaboy. Yeah you know yeah, like you, you just hear you can hear
1: Quince swaggy number lefty yeah. like used to play attack, plays up to midfield i mean yeah i mean it's just just not a good time to be a notre dame guy right now you know so yeah. this is when Talk- you this is when you fall back onto virginia because i'm a virginia guy too
0: Dude, there you go you're playing both sides you can you, you can you can never lose there um yeah, well, so I mean they they've got uh they've got Qs coming up next for them. Uh obviously we'll we'll talk about that game in our weekend pre in our weekend preview. Uh but Qs they they get a good win at home against Duke. Uh and, and that Tucker Dordovic goal. Mama Mia mm-hmm. Daddy Likey. A little fast break going down the other way for the orange. Pole hits the skip right down to, to Tucker Dordovic and I really, just you know, one one of the most uh, I, I would say unnecessary, filthy goals ever to be scored. Like he he kind of, if if you if you watch the highlight again, like he has to reach up to to make that catch, and I think he does end up grabbing it in just one hand. But he had plenty of time, plenty of space to be able to bring that ball down in his left hand and just fire off a regular a regular shot yeah. there to finish instead little little 360 no look between the legs underhand in the back of the net turn and rake like just a such a sick goal and to think about you know the time that that goal happened too right so you know brendan o'neill with the ball and a stick the other way uh, cuse was up 11 to 10 Brennan, I, I it's been a tough year for Duke so far, but anytime Brendan O'Neill has the ball on a stick, you know that there's the possibility that he's gonna score. Could have tied the game up right then and there, like with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Instead, he gets hit, drops the ball, goes down the other way, and Dordovic scores that. So big time dagger. Uh Duke didn't get a chance to score the rest of the game. So what what do you Thought? do you think that there's Do you think that there's reason to be violently concerned right now? If if you are a Duke fan?
1: Honestly, I'm just looking like, I can't wait till we just chew up. Like I'm not going to, I'm actually not going to say anything for the first time in my life. I'm not saying anything. Because do they're just—I know—they're going to win the national championship, and I know it. Like it's just so fucking—I want to shit on them, and it's like if I if I shit on them, they win the national championship. If I say they're going to win the national championship, they won't win a game the rest of the year. So I'm just staying quiet. I'm going to let it unfold. But I would not be surprised if they just went on one of those fucking Duke escarons. And like people yeah. are like, well, like they've. I saw someone tweet at me, well, since 2016, they haven't done, they've went blah, blah, blah in February, and then blah, 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 like in the tournament. But yeah, in 2014, they were like one in five, it felt like. And then they went all the way through and won the championship. So I don't want to hear any of that. Yeah, I mean, just a uh, sh- strictly an
0: ACC schedule for them on the way out. I think, you know, you, you pick up a couple wins there, you get yourself hot going into the tournament. I could easily see Duke being a uh, – being maybe like just a goal away from a final four appearance. So hey, I, I I don't think it's quite as bad as it looks, but it, it looks pretty bad though so far. I mean, eight, take? Eight, eight and four at this point. Yeah, go ahead. Fire Hold away.
1: On, take. This is not hot. I don't know why I interrupted like that, but it's not hot at all. You know, I, I have a feeling now that the people that are going to spoil us from a Maryland, Virginia national championship, Duke plays Maryland in like the quarterfinals. I think yeah. Maryland's sleeping because they play that sleepy big Ten schedule. And I hate to even say sleepy, but it's a sleepy big Ten schedule. And they're going to sleep on Duke. Duke's going to be rolling. We'll, we'll come back to this podcast clip when Duke's in the final four. And we're like, "How? Did, this is nothing that we were talking about. We thought we had to lacrosse, figure it out all the way out in April. And we're like, well, how did, how did Duke not make the final four? Look at that roster.
0: Especially in May 2. weather's warm right that ball's gonna be flying around uh oh watch out um but no i i i hate watching duke play though well i love i love the chaos right now um but like as of right now i would i would not want to see duke in playing in the final four just because they're they're way too frustrating for my liking um any other games
1: from from this past week that stood out to you um oh i mean we could do our new new segment new segment alert new segment alert new segment alert all right we're going to do a new segment that's talking we're going to say three games and we're going to say a little talking point about that game so uh let's go with want to do harvard dartmouth first
0: let's talk about the nerds. All right, so
1: harvard harvard dartmouth 19 to 10 um sam king freshman for harvard really good Nine points, six goals three assists that's talking uh harvard dartmouth you got anything on that game
0: Uh, no, I I think you covered it all. That was, that was fantastic. Great breakdown. (laughs) That freshman Uh, class
1: is legit for Harvard. Legit.
0: I want to, I want to talk about probably the biggest game of the weekend and one of the tightest. Uh, I want to talk about UMass lull taking on NJIT. Uh just a, a, a massive game here. Both teams heading into this one, oh and seven, right? Both teams looking for their first win. So you know that this is going to be a grind. It's going to be a battle. And uh Dominic Giacello, everybody's everybody's favorite uh favorite attack i think he's an attackman uh dominic Giacchello for umass Lull scores the game winner uh which you know umass Lowell they went on a nice little like four goal run in the fourth quarter uh he gets the eighth goal of the game umass lull wins that game eight to seven and they advance to one and seven on the year so they catch that first dub uh really excited for i believe that they are the river hawks
1: um, let's, that, that, and that's talking NJIT. Oh, that, that,
0: that's talking NJIT. <laughs> All
1: right. So let's go last game that we're going to talk about Mercer, Utah Mercer hive. Where are you at? Um, they got destroyed 23 to nine. The Mercer hive doesn't look like they're buzzing right now, but they have Sean Goldsmith who put up a whopping two points. So at least you guys had him this year and he wasn't at UNC. So that's talking Mercer and Sean Goldsmith. Great job guys. Um, you know, another segment that we have, let's do, uh, say something nice. So I'm going to say a team and then I'm going to say something nice about them. Bellarmine. They played with UNC for three quarters. That was cool. Um, Uh, Michigan.
0: I, I, I like Bellarmine because you don't see a lot of lacrosse in Kentucky. And I, I think that they're, they've got a good stronghold on that. Are they in Kentucky? No, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm, I thought they were in Michigan Bellarmine (laughs) I'm almost positive. They're in Louisville.
1: Yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. That that's, that's what Google said. Google just said Bellarmine, Louisville, Kentucky.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I (laughs) like, I like that they do a good job of representing lacrosse in Kentucky. We're growing the game.
1: I like that. They played with UNC for a little bit and they had to interrupt my day. And I was like, do I really have to pay attention to this fucking game right now? Um, Michigan. I'll say something nice about Michigan. They they want, they were undefeated at some point.
0: Yeah. If you, I guess you could call that technically speaking. Yes, they were. Um, Oh, I'll say something nice about Michigan. Uh, Kyle Jackson, uh, Michigan alum. uh, Just uh, so he was, he was released, I guess, in, in quotation marks, cut from, uh, from the Halifax Thunderbirds from their active roster, and he just signed on to play with the Philadelphia Wings. Uh, he had a goal in his Wings debut this past week, and uh, Kyle Jackson will be, a, will be a big part of the Philadelphia Wings, their playoff push here in the NLL. So uh, Michigan, he's, he's, he's a Michigan product, so thank you for Kyle Jackson.
1: Yeah, I mean, that sounds awesome. And then uh, I'm going to finish up my third team with uh, Manhattan. You know, they lost a heartbreaker 15-9 to against the Bonnie St. Bonaventure. Um, something nice about Manhattan. They, they gave Duke a scare that one time in, like, the first game of the year. That was cool. Um, I really thought that that was going to be the upset. <laughs> so I fell for that once. But that's, that's saying something nice about Manhattan.
0: Um. <sighs> All right, you really put me on the spot here. Uh, I don't know much about Manhattan. Uh, I do like the Jaspers. I like I like the name of the Jaspers. That's,
1: hey, that's saying something nice.
0: Yeah, so they you, they did a really good job of picking a mascot. So yeah, great, I agree. great Job, great job, Manhattan.
1: You got any teams you want to say, or is that we're finishing that up?
0: Uh, I, I think we're all. Oh, you know what? I do want to say one one nice thing about um about Bucknell. Okay. So Bucknell they are uh, they were a team who I really just despised their uniforms over the past few years as they switched over to Adidas like the uniforms were just way too skin tight they looked terrible yep. um, they're still with Adidas but I, I have I don't know maybe if it's just because Bucknell' has been playing some really good ball so far this year that they look a little bit better like everyone looks better when you win um, but I do think that the uniform department so shout out to the to the equipment squad there at Bucknell I do think that they look a lot better. Um, just as as far as aesthetically speaking goes, but also on the lacrosse field, they've been they've been playing some good ball. So uh, that that's something nice about the
1: Bison. Um, I'll I'll say something nice about Bucknell. Um, a Garing City kid had a point against Colgate, so that's cool. That's yeah, saying really, something nice they're about Bucknell. Really good at recruiting. They're, they, they the, the coach loves Garing City kids and proves really good lacrosse players. So that's really nice. That's really cool. Okay. Um, the next segment that I this might be my favorite one. Mid-major, high-performance. All right, we're going to name it either every week. Mid-major team that had a high-performance or a mid-major player that had a high-performance. Joy, do you want to kick it off?
0: Now, real quick, just just for clarification here. So when we're talking mid-majors and lacrosse, like we're talking just anybody outside of the ACC, Big Ten, and Ivy, right? I, everyone else. Yeah, for the most part. Every, everyone else falls into.
1: Unless you get mad at it. Like if you're oh, like navy, if you're navy, like you don't think navy oh, guys that yeah, play like navy yeah. or army are like we're not mid majors. We before them. I'm not gonna go there, but like Pat, they were Patlax. Get- Patlax is like bored, like that's that's teetering for sure. There's just gonna be teams that get a little fucking pissed off. They're like we're not mid majors. Uh, I got recruited yeah. to Hopkins, and I I actually chose to go to Colgate.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't put like Lafayette in the same category as the. But um, but either way, uh, my my mid major guy. And, and this is a guy who's been on fire all season long. Uh, Zach Cole from St. Joe's, right, right in the backyard here mm-hmm. in Philly. Uh, he went 21 for 21 in faceoffs, uh, in, in the Hawks in their win over Wagner this past weekend. Uh, and I'm pretty sure if I saw correctly, I haven't checked out the full list right now. I should probably bring that up right now. Um, but I'm pretty sure that he's currently the insider crosses um, Midseason all-american i think that they have him first team face-off specialist they don't like to be called fogos anymore you can't say that in 2022 but the the first team all-american face-off specialist so uh zach cole big year for the Hawks so far
1: not to get political but if you're fogo out there a really funny thing that i think you should put in your bio is like pronouns like foe and then go i I just i just thought of that like i'm surprised no one has done that yet or like sign off like an email to a professor like you have to put like the pronouns in college now so like foe then go i think that's Just a good, funny joke. If you don't like funny, then just skip this part. That's just funny, funny. Um, My mid-major high performance, Vince DiAlto, Boston University. You know, they got Eurizioni, the little Italian from uh, the hockey team Miracle. Vince DiAlto, 14 points. And you're going to be like, what, did he have 13 goals, one assist? He's a ball hog. No. 50-50 right down the middle. Seven goals, seven assists. Fucking epic performance. Um... That's my mid-major high performance of the week.
0: Yeah, it's uh, dude. I, I, would, for, I, I would, I would kill for fourteen points in a year. And, <laughs> and, 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 if, and if you're out there putting up seven and seven in sixty minutes of lacrosse, that's a uh, that's a stud performance right there. So he uh, had more
1: points than Lafayette had goals. 21-11, Boston University. Vince Dialto had fourteen points. Lafayette was it was it a was, it a
0: was it a home game for the Terriers? Do you know?
1: No. No, on the road.
0: Um, it's a shame. What would, would have been nice if you would able just head straight back to the dorms after that game on a Saturday and then just get absolutely crushed after putting fourteen up. Uh, sure, the bus ride home though was still a good time. Um, any, any other oh and, segments? And, and, yeah, real quick though, just to so anyone listening right now, one some some feedback on on the segments would be would be fine. Uh, but if you do like the segments so far. Feel free to to nominate, uh, you know, any players that you think should should be, uh, we should shout out for a mid major. What what was that say? For sure,
1: tweet at us. Tweet us the crease dive. Mid mid major, what? Mid major, -major, major, high
0: performance. Mid major, high performance. High performance. Okay. What about mid major, major performance? Um, Fuck! I screwed that up so bad. Or 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 give us some suggestions on uh, on teams that, that you want to hear us say something nice about, like you know maybe we've been shitting on your team for a little while now. And, yeah. Uh, if if so, yeah, feel. free We to just want to yeah. give you more
1: segments. Yeah, we want to give you more segments.
0: Speaking of more, do, do, do we have do we have any more here to before we get into our weekend preview? Oh
1: yes, this is this This is just you know good old Colin Coward kind of stole this one right out of the herd. Buy sell, very very self explanatory. Buy a player, player team. Sell a player or a team. Um, I know, I know you. You've got. I know you've got some chicks up your sleeve with this one. So why don't you take take the first uh, gander at this?
0: Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm. I've been on this train for quite some time now, uh, and I'm not going to get off anytime soon. I'm. Listen, I already mentioned that I was really impressed with Rutgers with their win over Ohio State on Sunday. I thought that it was really good. Uh, you know they. They were able to to get some things figured out after a bunch of turnovers early. They dug themselves out of a little three nothing hole and ended up putting a little beat down on Ohio State. But I'm still like they're they're right they're in there in the top ten in the rankings. But I still I'm just going to sell Rutgers until I'm gonna sell them until they prove to me that I have to buy them in in the tournament. Now, does it hurt having to sell a team that has Colin Curse between the pipes? Absolutely, Um, but and until they have success in the tournament um i'm i'm selling Rutgers.
1: that's more than fair anyone are you gonna buy
0: uh do do you have do you have anyone that that you're or oh yeah am, I I, the, uh, am I no well let's do let let's do sell sell buy play.
1: buy okay sell sell buy buy go ahead all right i'm selling the sixes roster i mean Anybody that's listened to the podcast in the past year knows that I'm a huge sixes guy. I love the idea of sixes. I think it would be great for the growth of the sport. I mean, is it the lacrosse that we all grew up in knowing? No, but I think that it will help with the, the overall growth of the sport. I'll read out the roster. Matt Brando, Liam Burns, Ron Conrad, Adam Gittleman, Zach Goodrich, Jack Kelly, Gutty, Connor Kirst, Brad Smith, Sowers, Brian Tevlin, Brian Tierney. That roster is, is either so strategic because i'm stupid or they are just missing some of the clear best players and i mean maybe they're just eyeing down 2028 20, but there's better people like why is Ryder garnsey on there
0: yeah i'm i don't know like I, I does does canada have a roster that's out right now like might have to to look at what they have going on or, like, oh so this.
1: We're, we're this is strategic oh i like i, I
0: this is well why, because because you i mean you think about say like it's it's just it's it's box lacrosse where some smaller shiftier guys can have a little bit more, um, more success than they would in box. But it's it's still like the same thing. So you need guys who can get up and down quick and play a little bit of defense. Um, like I oh, think don't like get me Ryan, wrong.
1: Like, I do like a lot of the the, the I, I get I like the Ryan Conrad, Brad Smith, Love. But it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, then then you got like Connor Kirsten in there who's like a, a bigger body who could mm-hmm. who, you, you could see him having some um uh, you know some some box success I think that you know uh Gutty has has played some in some nll games and so i th- I think that he's a guy who who understands that game yeah, yeah. It, it's not it's not a roster that I'm like stud 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 like like great lacrosse players all around but it's not like it's it's not it's not a roster that blows your dick off the first time that you that you look at the roster, um, but I, I think that it's, I don't know I, I would like to see them play a little bit more before I sell
1: them. I think they just I think they just rushed the roster a little bit. Again, if they're planning for 2028 and these they're like these are the guys that right now we would send in five years, that's fine. But I mean, if we're trying to win the world games next year. I don't really get the roster decisions. So that definitely can have something to do with it.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to think about like who else I would have in there. Do you do you have uh, anyone that comes to like the top of your mind? Besides like Shelley? Bubba Fairman. Yeah. I mean I mean he, he I mean, I know
1: that's not a dig at anyone. That's like Bubba Fairman.
0: He's he's Ton ton of offensive talent, and Athletic. he's proven that he can get up and down the field and play some D. I think that he's the guy who's who's made for this. Um,
1: um who's the guy? Uh, Richard, uh, t- uh, There's there's is two of them. Jake, let's go, Jacob. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because like again, you need you like the way that sixes sixes. I gotta watch a game. I watched like a I watched like a minute, so I think I'm like an expert on sixes. I I should probably just go to the World Games and just see what's like. See what's going on down there. That'd be a fun little road trip, yeah, documented in a vlog.
0: Let's uh, let, let's let's get that set up, and we'll get it on the YouTube. By the way, make sure you guys are all subscribed to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tell your friends, your family, your enemies, tell everybody that you come across to subscribe to the YouTube. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like I said, not not a not a blow your dick off roster at the first sight. Um, but maybe when we see them play i will I'll, I'll change my mind so i'm gonna hold i'm gonna hold there I'm not buying I'm not selling i'm just gonna just gonna let that one marinate for a little bit before I have a before I join you either way.
1: Hey, fair. I'll sell this roster because a gold medal will shut me the fuck up, and you know who wins in all of that America so if that happens, you're welcome. I yeah, won't get any do. thanks. I won't get any praise, but I deserve um, it
0: um anyone you wanna buy
1: yeah, yeah um I'm buying Yale. I'm buying Yale. I think I think that might be too early of a purchase. But again, with my methodology, I think that they are ahead of schedule because I was like, I think towards the end of the year, we're going to be talking about them in a legitimate way at the top of the obvious. Um, last last week I was saying I don't think they're that good. Kind of shut me up with the win against Princeton. I think they might be ahead of schedule. I think the young guys are coming into their own. Brando is obviously Brandal. He'll do his. Um, I, think they, I think they they're figuring it out and that was was a pretty
0: pretty quick turnaround between a good team that's playing like shit and now uh yeah i mean
1: they they, you know what will shut you up is a win against princeton and not like just a win a very very good win like it wasn't like a one goal overtime thriller.
0: listen i i think that it shows tremendous growth out of you that you that you had to take didn't quite pan out the way that you you initially saw it and now and now you're willing to to admit and, and make, make some changes. I think that there are, there are lesser podcasters out there who would commit to the take and just say that Yale sucks the entire way through. Um, probably the same, well, okay. way that I, the same way that I'll be until Rutgers shuts me up.
1: Well, the, the, people, please apologize to me about Maryland. I still get fucking Maryland. And people are like, oh, ND by five and shit. Like I admitted that I was wrong. And then I said that they would be really good this year, a year ago. I was ahead of schedule assholes du- <laughs> dukes is
0: a, a a man of integrity and it's it's blasphemous to say otherwise um you, well speak speaking of maryland guys i'm i'm gonna buy jared bernhardt stock uh mm. in the nfl so he had his pro day earlier this week also shout out nikai montgomery also had uh had a pro day with duke uh ran a 40. uh but Jared Bernhardt working out as a quarterback, a receiver, and also doing some DN drills. So uh, listen, if, if you're an NFL coach, if you're an NFL GM, if you're in charge of making decisions of an NFL organization, and you watch those clips of Jared Bernhardt being the best athlete available, and you don't take him, you are a moron, and you belong in jail. So for the love of God, will somebody please draft Jared Bernhardt, who isn't Bill Belichick, somebody draft Jared Bernhardt, on April 28th. We're talking first round here, boys. That's all I'm about.
1: I I don't see why not. I mean, it it is the memes that are going to come out with Bill Belichick and like lacrosse Twitter, honestly, for the game of lacrosse, for just the sake of the memes and just like lacrosse Twitter being so fucking annoying, Bill, please do not draft Jared Bernhardt. It would be, so annoying do you not think so no what i'm saying is i'm
0: actually surprised that again i have i've actually done a pretty good job of cleaning out my timeline and not having a lot of lax twitter in there um we've got a lot of people muted at, at the moment um but i just ha- i haven't seen as many of the uh bill belichick in the um in the hopkins pullover with like the uh with with the just that, that meme that we typically have where it's, does he have binoculars in that picture? I forget either way. Bill, yes. Yeah. So bill with the binoculars in the, in the Hopkins pullover, I haven't seen as many of those as I thought I would about Jared Bernhardt so far. So maybe it's just because I'm not following enough lax Twitter right now. Maybe it's cause you're all muted that I haven't seen it as much, but I've been pleasantly surprised at that.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I saw one, Uh, And then I threw up and shit my pants at the same time because I was so disgusted, but (laughs) I think it's way too early for this, but yeah. um, I mean, I agree. I I, I do hope that Jared makes it. It is also just like somewhat disappointing in my opinion that all of our really, really good lacrosse players in the past, like five years all go play different sports, but that's not here or there. That's not, that's not not up to me. That's an own personal preference, but it is a tough look for the growth of the game that our best players are kind of going
0: other sports. There was uh, someone did ask him the question like, "Hey, like, do you do I you see uh, do you see still a future for yourself in the cross?" And he said, "Yeah, maybe there's something there, but I haven't touched a stick in a while." Um, you think he'd I mean, good? Jar- you think would pick up the stick and be pretty good? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. it, but, but here's it, a it's hypothetical. Like, it's, it's, it's the same thing though. as like like Pat Spencer. Could, he, he probably didn't even bring a stick with him when he went over to play. And where, where did he play in? Did he play in like France or Turkey or something like that? Either way, probably didn't even bring a stick with him. Probably hasn't touched a stick since he's been playing with uh what the house her name capital city, go-go or something like that. Uh, probably hasn't touched a stick in years. He's still going to be the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he's just got that vision and he's going to have that athleticism where Pat Spencer can pick up stick tomorrow and be, one of the one of the better players in the PLL he might not yeah. be it, it, it would probably take him a couple weeks before he's like oh fuck like Pat Spencer is about to have four and four on us but
1: you know what it is too is like he, he, the stick skills and maybe the like the IQ and shit he had to adjust to the PLL rules and like a little bit probably not wouldn't it affect him too much but I mean it's not like he's sitting at home on his ass and doing an investment banking job doing Uber Eats at night and like going out on the weekends he's a professional basketball player so he's in shape yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do wonder if Bernhardt picked up a stick right now, how many, like, you know, I'm saying like clean off the streets, like, Hey, here's the stick. We need you to suit up for Maryland. How many points does he have?
0: So if he plays for Mar- like this weekend against,
1: uh, doesn't who, touch well, the wall, well, picks up the well, stick, goes into the game.
0: Well, I think Maryland has uh Michigan this, this weekend. So that'd be a pretty easy <laughs> one for him to get into. So I think he'd have, I think he'd have two and four.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think you'd have 10. <laughs> um, all right, you want to go into the games this weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, speaking of uh, Maryland, Michigan. Uh, but, yeah, so that uh, that brings us right into our weekend preview. Um, some, you know, a, a pretty good slate of games to look forward to this weekend. Uh, maybe not quite as deep of a weekend as, as we've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, things do get started, though, for us. Uh, later on this afternoon, we have happy hour lax Friday night, happy hour lax 5. PM. Pretty sure this is an ESPNU game. We've got Penn state at Ohio state. Listen, Penn state right now, it's a complete abomination. It is one of the most embarrassing performances in college across that I've it's, it's pathetic. And yes, are they missing some, some starters? Sure. Do they have injury trouble? Yes. But like, I don't know. A, a program like Penn state, they shouldn't be nearly as shit as they are right now. They have a chance for at least a little bit of redemption uh, as they travel to Ohio state for Friday night at the very least, just give us a good Friday night game to enjoy. Right. It's 5.00 PM mm-hmm. weekends getting started. Don't have this one be a blowout by the time the second quarter rolls around. Uh, who, who, who? I mean, obviously I'd, I'd imagine you like Ohio state in this one, but do you think that Penn state has a chance to at least, have a respectable game,
1: for sure, for sure. I mean, what is like really like like we said? There's such a pile of shit to the next tier, to, like tier two or tier three. why why can't they give Ohio State a game? I mean, when did Ohio State turn into Maryland or something? I mean, you just got embarrassed by Maryland. You got to come out with some juice. I mean, if you don't come out with some juice, then you you're not meant to play this game, right? Like, they don't I mean, if
0: they if yeah if they don't come out with juice this this team is so far beyond dead like that it,
1: Fuck it, fuck it i'm taking mary i'm taking penn state money line in the over
0: all right that's what we needed we just needed to we we needed to do, let this one marinate on his brain for a little bit before he did something crazy um no i i think that they get shit pumped again i'm so down <laughs> with penn state. they looked so bad against maryland like and they just look so but yeah, everybody does, but they just look like so underprepared. Like anytime Maryland had them hung up at X, they had no idea what to do. It was like one cut and it was in the back of the net. Like it was a pitiful, pitiful performance. I think that coaching right now is a uh, suspect in, in happy Valley. So I, I love Ohio state to just
1: shit pump them. Um, the Saturday slate of games. You really don't like the Tambroni. You are really like on the Tambroni hot seat thing. I, dude, I don't it's, think, been, like,
0: it's been 12 years. Dude, like, I don't think that people realize how long he's been there. 12 years. Like, this isn't a guy who's been there for like six years and like he's finally got a program built. He's, he's had 12 years to build a program at Penn State. It should be so easy. There should not be any such thing as a down year at Penn State, regardless of injury trouble. And, and what they did against Maryland was downright atrocious,
1: pitiful. I'll say, I'll stick up for Penn state here, which nobody should ever do because of joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 but no, I mean, you had the 2019 year where they had basically no, like defense was non-existent. They were just, they are probably playing the NASCAR offense with, you know, Ament and Mac Mac. I always, I think Mac is fucking amazing, but Mac needs, Mac needs a feeder like a like Mac will get you off the dodge and can like create really for his own. He's a fantastic shooter. So yeah. you had the twenty nineteen year, then you had twenty twenty where they both came back, and you know the COVID year happened, and then you only had Mac in twenty twenty one who like they they were like respectable last year, but were never, nothing even close to contenders or anything. So right. I, I do think just give him just give him one or two more years to let this like like let them settle a little bit. I think that like,
0: right. But what I'm saying is it's been 12 years. Like they they shouldn't... made a final
1: four though. You don't think that in 2020, they could have made the final four again. They were definite contenders to make the final four again. National championships.
0: Yeah. I, I, I agree when you have the horses, but I'm saying that they're at a point now where even with some injury trouble, like it, it shouldn't be this bad. All
1: right. Fine. no, I, I we we won't agree
0: on that one. I Yeah, we I'm, won't agree. We won't agree. I am anti. We don't have to we don't have to keep Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to bring it up every week, but we don't need to go in depth with it every week. Um the Saturday slate of games gets going. Listen, we we've got the we we've we've got the Battle of the Thickness going down at a uh, 12 noon uh this should be on ESPN plus. We've got high point taking the trip down south to play at Jacksonville. Uh Max Wallbaum versus Asher Nolting. Couple of thick attackmen in that one. Uh looks like um looks like Jacksonville is going to be favored here by two over-under set at 29 and a half. So defense looks to be a little non-existent in this one. And give me the over. And like I, I just I want I want Wallbaum and Nolting. Like I, I want them each. I would just love a, a brave heart between the two of them for sixty <laughs> minutes. Although they probably need a, need a few out. in there, but, yeah. um, but I, I just give give me all the goals in that one.
1: Yeah, I like High Point plus two in this one. Um, I just think that they probably played a little bit more recently, better competition than Jacksonville. Um, obviously, Jacksonville really wants this one because they've been High Point has been at the top of the SoCon for a little bit, but yeah, I, I like High Point in this one.
0: Uh, I'd say biggest game, biggest game of potentially the season, biggest game of the year, maybe Duke versus North Carolina, um, at least in basketball, the, the, the lacrosse game is going to be pretty good. Um, but no, I mean, this, this is the the sports gods working overtime in this one to give us a Duke UNC, uh, final four game in, in March madness and, uh, you know, starting off, that final four weekend with Duke UNC on the lax field. So uh, we have, I believe it's going to be uh, Duke taking, taking the trip down tobacco road to UNC for this one. Do you see, I mean, give me your thoughts on both games, the lacrosse and what will be coach K's final game uh, with Duke.
1: Look, I think it's just at this point, just the refs are going to give Duke the call no matter what, because actually we're talk, talking, we're talking, Duke will get the calls because they're, no, actually, I don't know what sport we're talking about, but Duke in both games will get uh, the calls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Duke will get the calls, (laughs) but I don't know. I kind of like, look, I guess this applies in both games too. I mean, Duke, there's, there seems to be nothing to lose for Carolina in both games. You know, Duke is kind of like, this was kind of the year for Duke with coach K this was kind of the year with Duke because of the recruiting classes that they've built up with Brennan O'Neill coming into his second year. You had Makador, two back to back, like top two recruits. So I'll I'll take I'll take Carolina and both. Give me Carolina sweep. Um, I think that I think that, you know, the whole world's gonna be on Duke with Coach K's last year. I mean, did somewhat of it feel like a storybook ending for sure, but I I I like Carolina and both. Fuck Duke. Yeah. Um I,
0: I I like that, I like that as well. I think um I don't know. It's more fun. It it is more fun. It's it's what I want to see. Do I see Duke losing two games in a row? Um, gonna be a little no. little tough. Uh, but I mean, th- this is it's a big time weekend for home dogs. A lot of home dogs on the slate this year. Uh, and right now, you know, we're looking at Duke minus one and a half. So. Carolina as as home dogs, I I like them. I like them coming out on this one on top. So I'm r- I'm right there with you. Um, so the uh, the other good ACC game this weekend uh, is is going to be Q's first Notre Dame. A uh, couple teams who uh, you know right now are could they still make something out of the season? Both of them, sure. But it it I I think the the loser of this one, their season's for sure done. So. Uh, who who do you think is going to be the most done after this weekend? We've got uh, Cuse taking the trip over to play at Notre Dame, and we've got Notre Dame minus one and a half total at twenty four point five.
1: You see, do you, I see Notre Dame minus one and a half. Did you read that right?
0: I, I think that's what I just said.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe uh, I'm, I lose brain cells by the by the minute. Um, but what do you think I'm going with? Notre Dame minus one and a half. I mean, what are we doing? must tease win that
0: up, te- tease, yeah. tease that up to five.
1: Yeah. I mean, what, what what are we really talking about here? Is it really a question for debate? I will say that the friends over at the post game probably have a healthy wager on that game. That'll be a little fun for like lacrosse Twitter, but yeah, no, I got, I got Notre Dame in this one. No fucking chance.
0: Speaking of those guys, uh, shout out Evan Malloy going, uh, through ACL surgery as a guy who's had both of those done. Uh, also, also looks like he's moving this week. So, a lot, a lot going on for, for Malloy at the moment. I would, I would like to see the orange pull out a win. I, I think if there's one guy out there who needs a win right now, it's Malloy. So uh, g- give me the orange in that game.
1: Look, if we're on the topic too, I was going to say this earlier, but like the, the only person, where, like I would like to say that I'm the goalie guy for lacrosse Twitter. But I mean, if anyone has a say in swag, I, I will give Evan Malloy the rights to that. I'll be the club guy. I'll, let me be the club lacrosse guy. He can be the goalie guy. I saw he had some good takes about the goalie swag.
0: Yeah, but I feel like intern Drake has has more.
1: I mean, Drake is the drippiest guy of all time.
0: Drake is, is the drippiest goalie that but there he, ever was. He,
1: we need him, we need more comments from him. We need more comments. Maybe we'll bring him back on the show.
0: Next week, you heard it here first. Drake will be making his reappearance on the crease dive. Uh oh, and then we we've also got Pen Yale. So this is uh I mean for my money, at the moment, I, I think that these are the two two best teams in the Ivy. I, I think that Cornell is very good. Um, I think that Princeton Princeton is going to be great in the future. I think that they might just be a little too young right now. I think that right now, if we're talking about an Ivy team that will be in the Final Four, it it'll be either it could be both, but I think it would be either Penn or Yale. Um, so we've got Yale. Uh, hosting Penn, but they're, they're home dogs right now. So we've got Penn minus one and a half uh, making the trip up to Yale Dukes. I I know that you just said that you, you were buying Yale. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been pretty high on Penn all, all episodes so far. So I think that this, this should be the one right now where it's, this will be the little battle between no. us. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, go ahead. No, no. Just because
1: I'm buying a team doesn't mean I like the line, Jordy. I'm a gambling man. I like a line. And I take the line. I mean, Ben, I, I don't need to buy them or sell them. I like them right where they are. I like, I like exactly what I'm getting <laughs> out of Ben. Minus one and a half, fuck yeah! I'll even take the, I'll take money line maybe. Like, screw the points. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I think Gale's really good, but I think that Penn, Penn's probably the best team in the conference right now. I mean, shout out Kyle Thornton. Uh, he was a Penn Notre Dame guy. Grew up with him. He he's the one that sold me on Penn. He's like, Pen is legit. He talked to me, he talked to me for like an hour about them. So I I really like Penn. Um I do like the under
0: in that one though. It looks uh, total set at 20
1: 29 and
0: a half. I, I think that this one we, we get a good good goalie performance out of both teams. So I like the under. Um yeah, give me like a nice uh like a like a 1311 win for yeah. for Penn.
1: Sure, that sounds great.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, there, there is a, uh, there is a Big Ten Sunday night game with uh, Hopkins Ruckers. This would be a big time win for for Hopkins for in, in at, at least as far as my selling of Ruckers goes. Um, don't really see it happening, but I mean, I, anything can happen on Sunday night Big Ten action. Besides Penn State beating Maryland, that would never happen in a million years. Uh, and any any thoughts on this one or?
1: I don't have any thoughts. I do have a, I have to say something to Hopkins really quick. So I saw some people tweet at me, DM me, go at me on Instagram. Like, Oh, just give, give him his recruiting class. You know, like Hopkins will be back. You, Oh, we just beat Michigan. When the fuck does Hopkins give a fuck about beating Michigan? You're Hopkins. That's like Alabama bragging about beating Arkansas. In, in what world do you brag about that type of win? It was quite literally embarrassing for the like, For anyone that's a Hopkins fan, if you're celebrating a win against Michigan, kindly reassess where you are as a program. Uh, You celebrate wins against UNC, Syracuse, Duke. You don't celebrate wins against fucking Michigan. Grow up. That's my take.
0: Couldn't couldn't have said it any better. I think that that's a a good take to go out on. So
1: that wraps up things. Oh, uh, oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. I got two more picks. I got two more picks. (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Parlay this. Virginia minus five, Maryland minus six and a half. Those are my two teams. Love them. I think they're going. To, I think Maryland's going to murder Michigan, and I think that Virginia is going to cover against Richmond. Five over the spiders. I see the spiders being a little, little sneaky. I mean, come, come on. It's, it's, it's Virginia. They, they have Schellenberger. They have Matt Moore. I mean, they're pretty good. It's uh, Richmond, guys, but like, yeah. But it's Final Four weekend. A couple
0: guys who might just want to kind of hang out this weekend before they they really get the rest of the ACC schedule going.
1: Virginia, Virginia made the nit. They don't really care.
0: All right, that's fine. All right, <laughs> that, uh, and and that'll that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, make sure that you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Crease Dive again. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, gonna have a few videos. Uh, you know, f- few well, things in, in in the works at the moment. Uh, and anything that you can announce it, yet?
1: Yeah, I can announce this two goalie challenges coming up. We're filming one Monday. You're going to try to film the other one next week. I'll say this. You got to say 200 subscribers. I'll drop one right in your faces.
0: 200, 200,
1: subscri- but- 200 subscribers by Monday. I will drop a goalie challenge in your face by Wednesday.
0: And, and if, uh, and, and if that Duges parlay hits, Get us get us to 250. uh, and that'll do it. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out.